think about how delicately you hold your baby, you dress your baby, and you feed your baby. We do that because they're adorable, of course, but also because their skin is delicate. Know this. There is only one diaper brand that we recommend to give you the gentle protective care your little one needs. And that's Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Their Swaddler's diaper absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to keep your baby's skin dry, healthy, and beautiful. And when you use Swaddler's in tandem with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, you'll keep your baby's skin healthy. The wipes are made from 100% plant-based cloth, and you won't have to worry about tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. That's right. So download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Okay, so you know I love good wordplay. And Third Love is crushing their wordplay here. When you have a bra that pinches or slips or just isn't comfortable at all or is comfortable but isn't your style, you've got problems. <laughs> How excited was Third Love when they thought of problems? Well done, Third Love. I see you. When you wear Third Love bras, you've got no problems. They fix the problem of size exclusivity with their famous half cup sizes that revolutionized the industry by giving more options to find a bra that fits. And they fixed the problem of guessing what bra will fit you with their virtual fitting room and other helpful guides. A bra size chart, a bra 101 education section that's basically an FAQ for all your burning questions, and a ton of great reviews from real people. My sister just texted me, 99 problems. But pinching <laughs> isn't one. It's time to get your problem solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get $15 off your order with code PODCAST15. Welcome, Welcome to, to We Can, Can Do, Do Hard Things. things. Okay. Behold, Pod Squad, we are doing a new thing. A new thing. It is a new year. What's a new thing? Well, for those who are listening to the doozy of an episode on Tuesday, what we ended it with was this idea that we're just going to try to do a new thing in our lives this year. Um, and so what we're thinking about today is not so much resolutions because it just feels hard. Resolving, I, I don't New Year, like, same me. Yeah, New, New Year's, same. Year's, same me is the uh, good news and bad news <laughs> of every year. Yeah, and so resolving just feels so committal and so oh, aggressive to resolve to do something. So we're not resolving; we're just considering what we want to let go of, and a new idea we might consider integrating into our lives this year. So an old idea we're letting go of and a new idea we're considering. Hmm. All right. We're going to talk to you today, dearest beloved pod squad, about what each of the three of us is letting go of and letting in to our lives this year. And also let us know what y'all are 
Yes. Um, oh, that's good. What are your new things? What are your tired things you're letting go of? And exactly. what are your new jazzy things you're thinking of? It's 747-200-5307. And maybe one of my new things is going to be working jazzy. Jazzy. Lexicon. Yeah. I was just <laughs> no, thinking exciting. about yeah. like the vibe is the Taylor Swift line of I'm on some new shit. Like we're just trying to be on some yes. new shit this year. Oh my gosh. We were driving yesterday and Alice goes, my eight-year-old Alice, mm-hmm. some new shit. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's what we'll do then. Some new shit. And yes. I go, excuse me, what did you say? I thought I misheard her. And she said, some new shit. <laughs> she okay. specified. Go ahead and play it then. As long as it's, you know, as I long as it's her highness shit. doing it, we're allowed to directly quote. I, I mean, what I love about that line is I'm on, some, I'm, I'm on some new shit is because it makes me think of a woman who's just acting differently, who's just like clearly let go of some burdensome thinking and is acting different. And then somebody says, what's up with you? Because you're just mm-hmm. acting different. You're just like mm-hmm. lighter or freer or have more swagger. And then you're like, well, I'm on some new shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I love it too because it acknowledges that like we're all on something. some old shit or some new shit. We are all There's on no drugs like and the drug is what your thinking is. That's it. <laughs> exactly. The tracks you have in your brain of the way we see the world are what we're on. And so we're just yes. trying to be on some new shit in 2023. Well, why do you all think it's important to think about what, or even assess, I don't know, assess your prior year so you can get on some new shit? I think a lot of us get stuck because we don't think about what has happened and we don't think about what we want to man- manifest into our, our life. And so we just are like in the middle. So what do you think about that? I think it comes from over-identifying with our thoughts. We either fail to acknowledge that our feelings are a result of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. So we think I am bad. I just feel my relationship is bad. Maybe your relationship is bad. Yeah. I give you that. Maybe you should try some new shit. (laughs) So if I start getting down on myself, I could say to myself, "Mm, I'm on some old shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I can isolate that what is happening is a result of the same thinking patterns, the result of the same shit that I always had done. Yes. And then there gives you some agency over it Mm because you can be like, hmm, how's that working? Yeah. So, well, okay, let's get some new shit. You know, so it's just, if not, we just think, oh, we're these immutable, unchanging, always going to be like this people. And then you have no agency. Then it's just like, womp, womp, always has been, always will be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like understanding that we're all just computers that are programmed a certain way. And Mm -hmm. it's like, taking out a disc and putting in a new disc and being like, all right, there's I'll no just discs see. anymore. There's no, there's discs not, there's, no, what is it now? What <laughs> now is it for they're, real? They're VHSs now. Okay. No. But like, playlist. seriously, what do people put in their computer so that there are files no go slots. from one? Are you being serious? There are no slots in computers. It's just files that live okay. on the computer uh, in, okay. the cloud. We in the cloud. We are on some new shit. <laughs> yeah, we are. 
We are. Okay. But th- so this is going to be like a thought experiment you're going to have with yourself. Exactly. Not a doing experiment. It's like, this is a thought oh, experiment. Oh, no. That's doing what, is no, too we don't hard. do. That's like resolving. We don't do. We are considering thinking differently. Good. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So it's this, like Homer Simpson. We can't promise to try, but, but we we'll can try, try to try. try. <laughs> and whatever we do try will be something that if I'm sitting on a couch, I'm doing it. You yes. can't even tell whether <laughs> I'm doing it or not. That's right. All right. It's possible. I'm laying in the bathtub thinking, and mm-hmm. that is fulfilling my New Year's resolution to myself. <laughs> okay. That's exactly right. It's good. No so, one can prove otherwise. The idea is if you are someone who's been taught through your life that you can't trust anyone. And so your thought in your head is people cannot be trusted. And of course that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe that's some old shit. And maybe just for a little bit, you're like, I'm going to try being like an idiot who thinks <laughs> people can be trusted. Like yeah. what? Clearly that's not true. Right. But what if I just acted ridiculous and thought everyone could be trusted? And I had that thought and went through my life for a week that that is true. So fun. It's easy for me to tell the story because I actually did this. (laughs) I was like, okay, all right. Just to test this whole thought thing. I'm just going to pretend people can be trusted. That shit works. Yeah. Okay. Everyone was suddenly so trustworthy. I could not believe it. But let me Because you, you seek and you shall find. Whatever you look for is what you find. One person who couldn't be trusted almost brought the whole house down. Well, they did. I stopped the experiment, <laughs> but it worked for a while. And there's a scientific name for that. It's not woo-woo. It's confirmation bias. Right. When we have a tendency to find the stuff that confirms what we think and believe. So that's just well-documented Got it. situation. Right. So your scientific explanation is my spiritual scriptural is seek and you shall find pod squad some of what we share with you on the show are our individual unique experiences in therapy and the takeaways that help us grow appreciate each other and navigate this beautiful life we're doing together thank you for doing it with us But the things we talk about in therapy itself, these are things we wouldn't necessarily share with just anyone. I think there are a few things more important than finding the right person to share your deepest thoughts, feelings, and questions with, like a therapist. That's why we are thrilled about Alma's support of our show. They're big believers that you need the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. Alma helps you to find a therapist who gets you based on your needs, someone with whom you'll feel comfortable, heard, secure. Plus, and this shouldn't be overlooked, over 96% of therapists at Alma accept insurance because you want to pick someone based on the right fit, not just based on finances. You can browse their directory now. You don't even need to create an account. Visit helloalma.com slash hard things to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash hard things. Sissy, what's some old shit you're considering letting go of and what's some new shit that you're considering trying? Okay, so I think that mine is a result of mergings of learnings from our conversations with Dr. Becky Kennedy about attachment, as well as her work on deeply feeling kids and the stuff that I've been learning about 
Sonia Renee Taylor for our upcoming conversation with her, which Mm. I'm so excited about. But I think I've realized that so much of my mental energy and anxiety is going to how I can support my son, Bobby, in his emotional dysregulation and his neurodiversity challenges. Mm -hmm. So like how I can prepare him to be able to navigate life successfully. And that means that so many of my interactions with him are actually coming from my own anxiety that he won't be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And my shame that his father and I have failed to equip him to be able to do that. So even though it's all coming from this place of love, the interactions between he and I are largely centering on my anxiety and shame. Can you give us an example? He will have an outburst at home about something that's super frustrating to him. I will see it as not commensurate with the severity of Mm. the minor inconvenience to him instead of reacting to his feelings, I am now reacting to my own anxiety of how the hell is this kid going to navigate life Mm. if he can't even deal with this minor inconvenience and how have we failed to help him get to a place where this isn't happening all the time. Mm. And so I'm completely missing him. Like Mm -hmm. everything is centering on my anxiety and shame that he isn't okay. Mm -hmm. And ironically, what I think that I've realized is that most of his outbursts and struggles are a way of him asking me, am I okay? (sighs) Are my feelings too much for this world, for you? Because I... Bobby, I'm afraid of them. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid you're afraid of them too. Mm -hmm. And the truth is that I have been. And so Hmm. my new shit that I have started and that I'm going to resolve to do every day because it's hard and I think I'm going to have to re-resolve myself to do it is to start with first things first which is to focus my energy and mind on not how his coaches or his teachers or his peers view him, but how he views him Mm -hmm. and how I view him. And I'm going to just really try to radically love him just exactly Mm -hmm. as he is and stop trying to make him okay. Mm -hmm. And do my best to make sure he's okay Mm -hmm. with exactly who he is so that I can love him exactly as he is. And I can try to model for him to do that too. And so I think my shift is instead of using my love to help him, I'm going to use my love to love him. Mm. Oh my gosh. How is it manifested now? Like you've been doing this, you said for a little bit, How has it been going? Like, what are, he's maybe having like a misregulated moment. How are you now interacting with him in the moment that's different? I think I'm taking down 
my amped upness mm. because my amped upness is about, oh my God, what does this mean? Oh my God, is he doing this at school? Is he doing this in his practices? What do I need to do to teach him, to help him to not be doing this anymore? Mm. So I'm not even with him in the moment. So, and I'm at a 10. Granted, he's at a fucking 12 for sure. <laughs> but like, I am now matching yeah. his anxiety because my anxiety is less about, I have a kid who's freaking out and more about, I am freaking out because I have a kid who's freaking out. Right. Um, and so just being with him and I'm actually, I learned this from Dr. Becky, but I'm actually saying like, I'm not afraid of your feelings. Mm. I'm not scared of you or your feelings. I'm just going to be here mm-hmm. through this. Oh, sissy. It's beautiful. And so I, I just going to try to use my love to love him, which I think is maybe the help he's needed all along. I have two questions for you. Yes. The first one is, you said, I'm worried that he's not okay, or he's worried that he's not okay. All the okays. What does okay mean? Like when you're thinking, we all want each other to be okay. Am I okay? Are you okay? Is she okay? Is my kid okay? Like, what does that mean to you? My most generous version to myself is, is he gonna struggle real hard through life? Mm -hmm. Is he going to struggle through conflicts with coaches and teachers and friends? Is he going to lose friends because of his big reaction? Is he going to all those things? And then my least generous version to myself is, is he going to be seen as a kid who is not respectful, is not having his shit together. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm being super honest with myself, I wish that the latter were not true. Mm-hmm. But I think that I've been focus too much on those forward things instead of really connecting with him. The behaviors are going to be their behaviors no matter what. Mm -hmm. Like I need for myself and for him to get into a direct relationship. And I feel really, really hopeful and excited that like all the rest of it be damned. I got to make sure that he and I are connecting and that I can feel his love and he can feel mine and that I can see him. Mm -hmm. I need to know what's there that he's afraid of because it's also what is the beauty of him. Yeah, that's I mean, we watch, my God, we watched this documentary on coach Dean Smith, who is a national damn treasure. It's this human that embodied respect and honor and decency and connection with people and all the things that I am so desperately afraid that he won't have in life. Mm-hmm. And we get to the end of it and our whole family is like, that was beautiful. He is bawling. No. Bawling. Because he actually does feel everything more than any of us do. And we're so afraid he's missing all of it. Mm-hmm. But the 
it's actually because he feels all of it that he's having these struggles. And I'm like, I want to know that kid, that kid who feels all of that so much. I want to be friends with that person. Mm -hmm. I want to know what you know that moves you that much. And I'm not knowing what he knows because I'm trying to manage him. Because you're having a relationship with the version of him that you think he could be. And then you're mad at him for not being that thing. And you're saying, I want to look at him and love him for who he is, actually. I'm having a relationship with his behaviors. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not having a relationship with his feelings. Yeah. And I think something that you should know about a guy like Dean Smith is this guy didn't become the honorable, well-respected person he is without figuring out the world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Bobby probably had such an emotional reaction because maybe he doesn't know that he can be that too. That, That a guy like Dean Smith, in a lot of ways, is super in touch with themselves. To be honorable, mm-hmm. to have leadership, you have to be able to embody all of the human emotions to be able to understand what people are going through. Mm-hmm. So it's like Bobby sees this vision of this person that yeah. he would love to be. And all you need to do is just keep telling him to trust himself, to keep telling him that like these feelings are normal. I just... I just love this so much for you and for Bobby, because in the end, all we have is each other. It doesn't matter what the fuck he becomes. Like yeah. the love you have with mm-hmm. Bobby is the thing is that the will thing. stand the, la- the test of time. Because it's also just mm-hmm. this idea of, okay, I think it's ruining everything. It's like, what does okay mm-hmm. mean? Okay is always something that we're not quite yet. Mm. But that if we just apply enough control, we might be one day. And it's also something that is entirely subjective, externally provided. Exactly. You know, like people tell us if we're okay. People tell us if our kids are okay. Oh, don't worry. I'll find out at the parent-teacher conference if he's okay. Mm -hmm. I'll find out at his 504 meeting if he's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just not interested in that. I'm interested in all of that information as data and ways that I can help my kid navigate in the world. I'm I'm no longer interested in that to find out if he's okay. Yes, because I'm we, interested in hearing from him if he's okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and like I'm just going to just double down on the idea that okay maybe is nothing. That it's like mm-hmm. is Glennon okay? I don't know. I'm sure she's still Glennon. She's Glennoning. Like, is Bobby okay? He's Bobby, and I know him. Like, yeah, and I think, (laughs) I think by okay, if he is okay with him, I think it's like, is he not scared of himself? Oof. (laughs) Well, good luck with that. (laughs) I mean, seriously, is that really your goal that he will not be scared of himself? I feel scared of myself. Me too. Yeah, scared shitless. I don't. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I I don't know if there's any goal. I just love the idea of letting go of the idea that there is a goal mm-hmm. other than what you're saying, which is let me know you mm-hmm. and let me be here with you. Because like, what's your definition of love? You're saying, I just want to love him with my love. What is that? I want to meet him where he is. Mm-hmm. 
Right. I want to delight in him. Mm-hmm. I want to see when I look at him, the best version of him. And I want to reflect that back to him. Mm. Yep. So hard as parents. There, that's it. To do that. It's so hard so not good. to get stuck in the bettering the them down the road mindset. Yeah. And- yeah. Cause you get stuck in your job. Like yep. I view my job and you know, part to be totally honest is preparing and helping them and not setting them out like good fucking luck, Charlie, you know, but I just realized I jumped a step. Mm-hmm. Like there's no preparing him for the world unless I'm helping him to be inside of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. And oh, well, if we like are too good to them and we accept them too much for who they are. It reminds me of when Jen Hatmaker said, you know, my dad spent my whole life telling me I was excellent. And then I got not to the world and I found out I'm just medium. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than the reverse. Because if you think you're just shit, the rest of the world can tell you you're excellent forever and you don't believe them anyway. And by the way, if your family tells you you're perfect and beautiful and then you, the rest of the world can tell you your shit and you won't believe them. Yeah, exactly. Truth. Truth. Just be like, that world is so confused. Good job, sissy. I love it. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What about you, babe? What about me? Oof. Well, I've been thinking about this because, um, you know, end of the year, beginning of the year, we as a family, we always consider what has happened and we um, write our intentions for now, 2023. Um, do you really do that as a whole family? No. Well, Your we kids do it. Do it? No. We do it as a couple. Oh, I was like, God yeah, damn it. She's my no. family. No. Um, our kids would be like, F you. Right. <laughs> my... Next thing, the thing I'm breathing life into, I'm breathing into next year, this year, is this idea of flexibility. Now, this might sound weird at first, but for my whole professional athletic career, I decided to be strong because I was bigger than most other women athletes. I was able to use that as a source of strength to, you know, overpower other teams to score goals, to win games and whatever. So that was your advantage. You're like, strength is my thing. I am doubling down on that. That's my main bet. Yeah. Doubled down on it, tripled down on it. And what that did was it created a big imbalance inside of me. Now, back in the day, strength and flexibility, as a pro athlete, you want to have both. You want to have this balance of both strength and flexibility. But I put so much emphasis because this was the thing that was going to give me that advantage. I put so much more emphasis on power and strength than I did my actual physical flexibility. So for the last couple of weeks, I have been doing, um, 
a flexibility challenge, trying to open up my hips. So every day I hold these poses for like five minutes. It's very brutal because I have never in my entire life focused any energy on my body's flexibility. Now, what's been fascinating over the last few weeks is I've been learning quite a bit about what we store in our hips. Um, Sadness. In terms hips of don't lie. <laughs> yeah, hips exactly. do not no, lie. They will make you cry, those hips. And it's gotten me to think a lot about flexibility in general in my life. So not just with my physical body, but my emotional and spiritual body. Tell them what happens if, say, we get to a drive through and then the drive throughs closed. Like, tell them what happens if something changes. <laughs> yeah. I don't handle it well. <laughs> I have. What happens? What happens? I, I have. Um, well, first of all, there, it's very loaded. So when we agree to be able to go to a drive-thru and get fast food. Yeah, I was going to say, not often does this happen. Never does this happen. So when we agree and then said drive-thru is closed or the line is like 50 cars deep, we decide we're not going to do said fast food anymore and just go home and make grilled cheese. Oh, and then it's going to be another like six months before you get a drive through right. again. So a lot of things are <laughs> happening, but I think overall my brain reads this like altering of what was supposed to be this change of, of course. And I go into, I get triggered mm -hmm. and I become, dare I say, an asshole. Mm-hmm. I get short, mm -hmm. I get upset so much so that, you know, this one decided we were just going to drive home and have grilled cheeses. And I said, I'm dropping you off and I'm going to she a different dropped fast us all food off joint at home and <laughs> left us. She good stayed in the you. car. I know. I did think it was kind of good. Like taking care of her own needs. It's like, very good. Mm -hmm. First of all, I was way too upset about. She was really upset. I was way too upset. So the whole reason why I'm telling you the story is I feel and it might not necessarily appear on the outside, but on the inside, when things change or inefficiencies happen or something breaks in my house, oh. what happens on my insides is really upset, frustration, tense, clenching, clenching. And then I, you know, I project all of that negative energy around me. And I think when this circumstance happens, we could classify me as somebody that is inflexible. Inflexible. Ooh, so I see where you're going, Abby. So what I'm leaving behind is inflexibility. And what I am mm. breathing into, what I'm looking at for this new year is not just in body, but in also my mind, because I, I believe that my mind sometimes creates a bad taste for my spirit mm -hmm. <laughs> to experience the feelings. Mm -hmm. Cause I do think it's about training myself to be a, a lot more flexible, Yeah, you know, and when kids leave stuff in the sink and leave the, the upstairs a little bit of a mess at night. And so we come up to it. I and don't she's shocked. Like it's never happened before. I don't like have to internalize it. Happen. I'm not going to internalize it anymore as a sign of disrespect. I'm going to think, oh, wow, look, they're living lovingly and out loud and they feel safe and comfortable in our house. And I remember what it was like to be 14 and 16. Mm -hmm. And I remember leaving shit all over my fucking mm -hmm. house. I'm so sorry, mom, that I did that. Listen to what Abby says. This is what she said to me in all seriousness just two days ago. 
She said, do you know what I live for? And I said, what do you live for? And she said, I live for the day when these children have their own house yep. and I'm going to come to their house and I'm going to fuck everything up. I am. I'm just going <laughs> to open up all the cabinets. I'm going to throw my shoes everywhere. I'm going to leave I'm going to take their clothes. I'm going to go in the closet. I'm going to take their clothes. Yep. I'm, and, and she was dead serious. I'm she was like, come I'm, in. I I'm live for it. throw my shoes around. I'm going to take gonna, their money. I'm going to hide their remotes. You know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to leave shit in the sink. I'm going to leave little wrappers everywhere yep. that yep. are undone. Cups. You know what else We're going to take do? 60 cups and I'm, put them in every room. Yeah. Full of ice water mm-hmm. on all of their wood furniture. Mm-hmm. We're going to take all their clothes that are nicely in the hamper and we're going to throw them on the floor next to the hamper. Are you mm-hmm. also going to put, are you going to put leftover lunches just like right under their beds? Yes. Yeah. That's I mean, right. Tupperware. Tupperware. We're going to line it up in their closets. Just- Mm-hmm. Dirty, it's, dirty Tupperware. And she's like, no, you're not. And I was like, oh, you watch me. I'm going to fucking do it. And I'm going to be happy about it. I'm going to actually sneak in to their homes and do it while they don't know. So how's that peaceful flexibility come in then? <laughs> well, this is down the road. This is like, this is going to be a future self that maybe I'm working on something else. But yeah. So I have a, a, an idea too, which is that I see you doing your flexibility stretches mm-hmm. while you're watching the soccer. Mm-hmm. And I know from yoga that when the pain comes from the stretch that we're supposed to like just breathe into it. So maybe one strategy is when you sense that shift that comes with discomfort, which honestly probably comes a lot from being one of seven and you never got to control your own day, right? Everything was always changing and you didn't get to set the itinerary of your life. So now when you do, and it changes, it feels out of control, Yeah. but maybe your strategy could be just to breathe deep into that pain until it feels better. Yeah. I know. It's just, you know, it's so funny how things for me present in the body that also means so much more. And let me tell you, it's not easy to hold these poses Mm -hmm. and it is not going to be easy to remember flexibility in the times when things are changing mm-hmm. and needing to breathe and to hold your peace and, and to, to be go. a surfer. You're, you surf. Well, that's You're why a surfer. It's like life is not like brick building. Nothing's that concrete. Everything is wavy and wavy. And so it's just like constantly adjusting. I just, I think that the whole first part of my life was built on being uh, a robot body. Mm. And now with this mm-hmm. love of surfing that I've taken on, it's the complete opposite athleticism. You have yeah. to be like graceful flexible. and flexible yeah. and you have to like really move with the element and, and be in nature and breathe and be flexible out there, you know, like, cause there's no control. Yeah, there is. There's never, there, we're never in any control. It's so annoying. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. There's a lot of subscription-based stuff nowadays, which is great. You might get one as a gift. You might really want to try something during a trial period. You might even make the occasional impulse buy. But what happens when you forget you signed up for this platform or need to cancel after the trial period on the platform? For me, I can never even find where I signed up to begin with. It gets overwhelming, but Rocket Money is here to help. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash hard things. That's rocketmoney.com slash hard things. Rocketmoney.com slash hard things. What about you, honey? Well, clearly, if, having heard the last episode, you know that my new shit abounds. New uh, shit abounds. Your cup runneth over yes, with new shit. As usual. And electrolytes and all kinds of things these days. <laughs> um, okay, I have a, one idea, which I don't know. I, I think it's going to make sense to everyone. Okay. We'll let you know. I, <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. Yeah. So here's an idea that I have lived with for a very long time, for at least 15 years since I've been doing this job in its iterations and being a mom and being a family person and all the things. Okay. I have lived my life in anticipation of something big. And the big thing is like a big interview or a big book deadline or a big speaking event or a big something with which... I have convinced myself and other people have contributed to convincing me that that thing, the rest of my life will be dependent on that thing. Mm. That my future success, everyone's future success, the whatever hinges on how mm -hmm. well I perform in that thing. And to be fair to me, it's usually something scary. It's like on a stage. I do think that everybody in talking to my friends has this whether it's a work thing or whatever, that you have these things that you're like, mm -hmm. okay, that's what, you know, they say adulthood is just like saying, well, soon things will slow down after this week, like forever until you die. You just live in preparation for that big thing. And then it's yeah. over. And you always kind of convince yourself that when that's over, I'm going to be okay. Right. And that's when I'll do all the things. That's when I'll start taking care of myself. That's when exactly. I'll go breathe. on that vacation. That's when I'll, because I just got to get to that thing. That's when yeah. I'll breathe. That's when I'll be mm -hmm. human because I live my life in dread of the thing. Mm -hmm. And dread is what I call it. I don't know that I, I tend to use negative words. I'm trying to, an anticipatory <laughs> energy of that thing mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. makes me unable to be present because I'm constantly in my head, not here. I'm preparing for that thing or I'm my nervous system mm -hmm. is getting ready for that thing. That has been going on for at least as long as I've been doing this job. But honestly, I remember when I was teaching too. Like mm -hmm. once I get through that big unit, once I get through this school year. But it's nature. That's a human, that's a, I think a way humans live is we, we're living big thing to big thing. Yeah, but I don't, the result of this situation of living this way is that I am never living I am yes. never in the here, moment. Yeah. I am never here now. All the people I'm with are just like, actually, they're a problem because I'm in my head trying to prepare for that thing. Like yeah. I'm, everything is, no, nothing's here now that's good enough. It's all just, I'm scared. I have to be scared until that thing and then I'll relax. And then the interesting thing is during the big thing, so the preparatory time beforehand is shit. The thing is shit. I always perform it well, but I'm not really there. Anxiety-wise, it's shit. Anxiety-wise, yeah. it's shit. I'm like nervous and whatever. Go to the thing. Mm -hmm. And then I think 
this is the moment I've been waiting for and it'll be over and then I'll finally be happy. And that never works. Mm -hmm. Every time something big happens and it's done and it's dusted and I'm like waiting for all the joy. And then there's this double letdown. It's because when you've promised Mm -hmm. yourself that you will be okay when that mountaintop comes and then the mountaintop comes and you're not okay, you're triply scared because you think now I'll never be happy because I promised myself that was the thing that was going to make me happy. So through my thinking over the last couple months and my therapist, I have started to consider and actually live into this idea, this new shit, that nothing is more or less important than anything else. Nothing. Okay. Ooh. Recording a big pod, not more important or more scary or more on the line than the walk that I take by myself beforehand. An interview that I do with a big magazine, not any more important than the ride that I have with Emma from school to home. Nothing less important, nothing more important. Every single thing that I do just equal presence. It is fucking working. And I'm keeping it. If you call me today or we have a meeting and you say, well, in two weeks, we're going to have to interview the Pope. I mean, first of all, I'd have some fucking questions. (laughs) Also, (laughs) also bad example. Okay. Beyonce. I don't know. I would tell you right now, amazing. And that will have the exact same level of significance, which to me is like, holy, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying it's unimportant, but I will not work myself up about it any more than I would work myself up about dinner tonight with my family. No more anxiety for that thing than I would have for whatever I'm doing next today. Sounds like you've adjusted priority in your brain. Yeah. The way things are organized. Like what is the most important? Because I think some of us, I know that you live with anxiety, but some of us make something bigger because we put more value in it or we do believe that it's going to bring us more joy or if when that is over, I will have now achieved okayness. But that is a revolutionary thought that no one thing is more important than another. Yeah, I think it's the opposite of prioritization because it's basically, yeah. because then that's still, then that still puts one thing Being in higher. front of the yeah, other true, and you're true, having true. to do that mental gymnastics of, wait, is this dinner more important than my one-on-one with my kid? Is this more important? Mm-hmm. But it's just like a spiritual practice of agnostic prioritization. Yes. Where it's that's just right. like, that's right. that's right. no prioritization. Everything, yeah, yeah. everything is Holy, amazing. Just the only priority being being in my body and being present for what's in front of me. And when you think about it, that's actually from a just practicality perspective. If you were a betting person, you would actually do better to do your approach. Because if you're doing any kind of ranking order of what's important in your life or not, you might find out at the close of business 
that you were wrong. Wrong. About your exactly. System. That's right. Well, that's what I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll get it. You will never get it back. Yeah, that's right. And when I think about like the level of presence and attention that I want to have just with my, you know, in the morning when I have my little coffee and my poetry and Hattie and honey and my little window seat, like that's the good shit. And also it's, it's helping me shift how I feel about work. You know, I've talked before about how I'm always saying I have to quit. Like I can't do this. And it's because who wants to live that way? Who wants to live holding their breath and only breathing once in a while? I just think, you know, our moments with ourselves and our friends and our family are, there's just no level of importance. And it's so interesting because Tish actually mentioned last night to you, you just seem more grounded. Yeah, she said that. And I think that that must be Mm. such a reaffirming thing to hear from one of your kids. And I interpret it as like, you're here. Yeah, you're here. You're here. Mm -hmm. And I, and I feel you and it's just really awesome to watch it all happen and unfold in front of my face. Yeah. And it will, you know, it'll come back. It'll, it always comes back, but like the touch tree of, you know, these new ideas. I was walking on the, on the beach yesterday morning and I, there were like these tire tracks because the lifeguards ride their little trucks in the morning Mm -hmm. and the wave came up and the whole wave curved into the two tracks, right. Of the, of Mm -hmm. the, um, tires. And it made me think of how our reactions go into the neural pathways that are tread, Mm. you know, the water of, it goes into the path that is most tread, which is the thought that we've had for, for most long. Like if you make a mistake and you go to, I'm an idiot, you're going to automatically go there. If that's where you've been going for so long, it's, it's like turning a freighter to like change Mm -hmm. a neural pathway. So I expect that it'll take me all year to actually retrain my brain to think, nope, nothing more or less important than the next thing. Yeah. Nothing more important than that. You know, I will have to come back to treading that new path so that the water goes there and it will be an effort for all of us with our new shit. Yep. But we're going to try it. And if that way of thinking that Glennon just mentioned resonates with you of like, oh, not living in the moment, but living in preparation of the thing ahead and planning for the thing ahead, you should go back and listen to episode 56 that we did with Kate Bowler. And Mm. we talked a lot about that horizon living and Mm -hmm. how I was talking about how I spend my life in horizon living. Mm -hmm. So if you want to hear more about that, go listen to that. It was a great conversation. And tell us y'all, what is your new shit going to be? New ideas, new ideas you're considering trying out while you're sitting on the couch. Okay. Can what are you letting number? go of? Yeah. Read the number, babe. Okay. 747-200-5307. And you all, we love you so much. And if you want us to use yours, you got to stay under two minutes. <laughs> Although <laughs> yes. we do love the people who call, talk, hang up or because back. it cuts them off. Call back, keep so talking, good. get it's cut off, best. call back, keep talking. So we look forward to hearing from you. Um, We will catch you back here next week. We love you, Pod Squad. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. I'm doing good. I'm on some new shit. (laughs) 
We Can Do Hard Things is produced in partnership with Cadence 13 Studios. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. Especially be sure to rate and review the podcast if you really liked it. If you didn't, don't worry about it. It's fine.